0: Welcome to Pacoima First UMC. We are delighted that each and every one of you are here with us today, gathered in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Whether you're a longtime member or a first time visitor, we're speaking, come on in. We consider you a part of our church family and we are blessed by your presence. Let's bow our head and um, join our hearts in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you with hearts full of gratitude and reverence. We thank you for the gift of this day, for the opportunity to gather as a community of faith and for the privilege of worshiping with together. Lord, as we enter into this sacred time, we ask that your presence to be felt among us. May your Holy Spirit move within these walls, touching each soul and drawing us closer to you. Open our minds to receive your word and our hearts to embrace your love. We lift up our praises to you, O God, for you are worthy of all honor and glory. You are Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and we acknowledge your sovereignty over all creation. As we engage in this time of worship, may our songs, prayers, and reflections be a sweet offering to you. We seek your guidance, wisdom, and grace for the challenges we face individually and as a community. Lord, we also lift up those who are in need of comfort, healing, and provision. May your mercy flow like a river into their lives, bringing hope and restoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, welcome to Pacoima First United Methodist Church, and may our time together be a source of inspiration, encouragement, and spiritual growth. Let us worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen now if you're able let's stand to our feet and sing some praises to god how many know that he's worthy and we are mighty 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 grateful for all that he has done oh give thanks unto the lord for he is good
1: please bow your heads for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you and praise you for allowing us to be here one more time. Thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning, be here in your presence, Father. We bless your name for protection and provision that you've given us all through the week, Lord. We ask you that you be here with us today, Father, as the word goes forth. Let our hearts be open to receive, Father. and Let us be not only hearers of the word, but doers. And bless those who are at home watching and listening, Father. Bless thy households, Father. And bless our pastor. And bless all of our members and all of their families on today in Jesus' name.
0: it's such a blessed time of the year because all over the United States of America, people are celebrating Thanksgiving. And we know who we're giving our thanks to. We know who made it possible for us to be here today, who has provided for us, who has healed us, who has restored us, who has blessed us. And this morning, we just want to give thanks with a grateful heart.
1: Give thanks given Jesus Christ his son. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Lord. You may be seated in the
0: presence of the Lord.
1: I don't know about you, but I have so much to be grateful for. So much to be grateful for. Come on and praise Him this morning. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your favor. Thank you,
0: Lord. Bless you, Lord. At this time, we will have our first witness from the word. It is coming from first elect lay general conference delegate, Sister Mona Lisa Tujatali, and God bless as we hear the sermon.
2: It is with deep respect and humility that I pay homage to God, to all of you, to the people of this land and their guardians. I seek your permission to offer a few words in celebration and affirmation of God's faithfulness on this Thanksgiving Day. In our vast diversity, the way we celebrate may be different. But we all join in thanksgiving, especially in a time like this. For we are yet alive, and as the words of the prophet Joel from our lectionary lesson proclaim, the Lord has done great things. The prophet Joel gives us a thanksgiving hymn. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord your God has done great things. For the pastures of the wilderness are green, the trees bears its fruit, the fig tree and vine give their full yield, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the latter rain as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. Set against a backdrop of locusts, famine, and wrath, these words were like fresh showers and rains to Israel, as it is to us this day, for we are suffering from an emotional and spiritual famine. The abundance of our dining table this day cannot mask the fear and insecurity that pervades our current reality. Shrinking resources, material, emotional, and spiritual, was already the rule of the day, even before the arrival of a worldwide pandemic. Now, more than ever, we fear that the little security that we may have may be snatched away from us. A job, a home, a loved one, and oftentimes our answer to that anxiety is to engage in constant self-preservation and fortification to ensure that me, myself, and I is taken care of, only to experience greater anxiety and unrest. Joel calls us instead to look to God's promises of abundance. The God who gives rain for your vindication, and not just rain, it is abundant rain, The one that leads to superabundance of grain and to vats overflowing with wine and oil. The God of abundance has set before us, much like the one you are setting on your dinner table, a feast and we shall eat in plenty and be fully and forever satisfied. Our challenge is to see the feast and join the feasting even during this time of scarcity. Allow me to share about such a feast a ritual of thanksgiving, small t, within the Tongan faith community and culture. The annual day of stewardship giving, known as Misinale or Tukumaui, is at its core a thanksgiving celebration, informed by what some Pacific Island theologians have called the theology of reciprocity and mutuality. That is the basis of Pacific Island relationships. God's ultimate incarnate gift of love came through the pain of the cross. In turn, we too must experience pain in giving our very best back to God. It is a call for us to give until it hurts, for we know that in this system of reciprocity, we can give all that we have, for God will give it back to us in our time of need. It is a tangible manifestation of one's mutual relationship with God. We do our part and God does God's part. The practice is widely known by two interchangeable words. The word missinale is the English word for missionary and reflects the early history of church giving when it was done to support the missionary's work in the islands. The word tukum'ui is literally translated to life offering, giving one's life back to God. At its core, the stewardship celebration is less about giving money, but more about giving one's life as a practice of faith. It is a personal commitment, but practiced in the ways that Pacific Islanders find most appropriate in community. As a practice of communal giving, families plan their year around this event. Often it is done in small group classes, following John Wesley's concept of class meeting, where tithing is a part of the accountability of group members as they give account of their personal spiritual progress to one another. It is held during the latter part of the year, but the members live the entire year in discipleship, including finding intentional ways of saving, and each group finds the most suitable way for them to do their savings, be it fundraisings, monthly collection, whatever the means but it is primary and non-negotiable, a standard form of discipleship. In fact, it is often said that the the group that gives the most money is the group that is most intentional about the spiritual discipline, including meeting regularly. On the day of the missinale, they come usually with a big bang, literally and figuratively. They come dancing and singing into the sanctuary, bringing the fruits of their labor all year. A short sermon followed by the collection of tithing, which is a process of calling each members up, either as families or small class, who then bring their tithing in great celebration. Collected and tallied, the Missanile day is not complete without a great big feast. Eating, testimonies, and dancing seal the day. If faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things unseen, The practice of missinale giving is certainly an act of faith. Giving to God what is due and having faith that the things not yet seen, tomorrow's dinner, tomorrow's gas money, next month's rent, money for the utility bills, good health for the family, provision for the children's future, and all other hoped-for things will be provided by God in due time. In fact, in faith, these past two years, Missinale all over our annual conference, from Hawaii to the mainland districts, have yielded increase in giving, even during this age of pandemic. In this time of shrinking resources, anxiety, and restlessness, it is possible to sing the words of Joel's Thanksgiving hymn, and in so doing, turn away from our dependence on ourselves. And depend on god's provision this will free us up to give not as the tongans do in Misinale, but as a people of faith who give not out of scarcity but out of god's abundance happy thanksgiving
3: drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lily of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Don't worry, how can we not worry? The world is so much more complicated, so much more dangerous than a do not worry, be happy theology. Every generation has its trouble and people in our time still lack sufficient food and have no clothes. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. We continue to battle racism, sexism, division. My heart just breaks that the ability to have a civil conversation has evaporated. The ongoing stress of our current world has major effects on our health and mental health. Suicide rates are rising. In fact, the most prescribed medication in the United States is not heart or blood pressure medicines, but anti-anxiety and depression medicine. We are thankful we live in a time where there are therapies and medicines helping anxiety and depression. Don't worry about life and the stuff of this life. This scripture, while being an affront to me right now, also challenges me to shift my focus, calling me to place my energy and my focus on the author of life. God. This scripture challenges me to look to where my focus and what things do I trust in this life. I know God has taken care of creation and cares for us. In this part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is telling his followers about the big picture. Jesus is inviting his followers to see their life in not just the context of the everyday needs and concerns and worries of what's before us, Jesus invites us to see our life as part of the unfolding story of the kingdom of God. In seeing and recognizing our lives as part of that unfolding story, we acknowledge God is the source and strength of our world. In seeking God first and not being caught up in the anxiety and striving for only the everyday, we become part of God's creative force nurturing and bringing peace to all we worry and ruminate on. When we seek God first, we don't ignore or minimize the hurts and struggles and rocky ground of this life. In fact, when we seek God, we place the totality of our lives into God's big picture and plan for right relationships and redemption. Partnering with Jesus and building a world focused on the goodness God creates, we find these moments of palpable clarity when life emerges or erupts as God intended, moments where joy emerges and the Spirit of God connects people together with bonds so pure we value and love one another as God loves us. These moments don't deny the troubles and hurts, pains, struggles, they happen alongside and can even emerge from within deep grief, reminding us that the hurt and pain struggles are not the only life we are living. We live a much fuller and deeper life with glorious, beautiful moments of God's peace with us. And so we give thanks for these moments of pure, unadulterated joy and peace provided by God, who is a big picture Includes all we worry about, all we are concerned about. So, with a heart full of grateful, we can prepare for Thanksgiving, for the break from our normal routine of work, to give thanks for the goodness, wholeness, reconciliation, and healing God spreads out before us like a beautifully set table. Reconciliation, even yeah. God's.
0: Now time for our offering and as we prepare to give let us remember that God loves a cheerful giver and that is more blessed to give than to receive let us act out of generosity and a joyful expression of our gratitude and commitment to God's word may we give with open hearts knowing that the seeds we sow are of love and compassion offering. God, as we present our offerings before you, we recognize that all we have is a gift from your hand. May these gifts be used for the work of your kingdom, bringing glory to your name and blessings to those in need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, as we conclude this morning's service, we thank God for the fellowship of worship and the teaching shared. May God's word dwell richly in your hearts throughout the week. May the grace of God, our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, be with you, guiding your steps in love and in faith. And as we depart, may you find strength in his teaching and his words and comfort in God's presence. And let the people of God say amen.